Travel, it's one of life's greatest pleasures. When we journey abroad, we discover new places and meet fascinating people, but we also gain perspective and take on a wider view of the world around us. That was Trevor Ranges, and I'm Scott Coates. After more than 25 years living and working in Asia, we've developed an amazing network of interesting characters throughout the region. Talk Travel Asia is our way of sharing them with you. Plug in and get connected to hot tips, interesting perspectives, and expert travel advice as we cultivate travel insight through intelligent conversation. Aloha, travel lovers. On this episode of Talk Travel Asia, we're getting seriously tropical with favorite beaches in Southeast Asia. We've done other episodes about beaches, like episode 11, Asia's Somewhat Secret Beaches, but this time we're going to touch on some of our personal favorites we've been to in the region. Many listeners in the West are going into winter and no doubt getting cabin fever, so we thought this would provide a nice tropical escape. From Bangkok, Thailand, I'm Scott Coates, and with me as always is... Hey, Trevor Ranges here in Phnom Penh, Cambodia. Although, had we waited a couple more days to record this, I would have been at the beach myself. Cool. What beach are you headed to? Well, I'm going to do a bit of beach hopping, which I generally like to do, but I'm going to the islands off of the coast here in Cambodia for a couple of weeks, um, just because now we are in beach season, and it's been quite a while since I've been to the beach or the ocean. And uh, for those who know me well, I'm a bit of a merman. I can't really survive for very long unless I'm in the ocean. So the beaches you're heading to are in the southwest of the country. Is that right? Yeah, we're going to Koh Rong and Koh Rong Sanlum. And uh, we might actually talk about them here on some of our favorite beaches. So uh, people should stay tuned. And of course, always go to our show notes on TalkTravelAsia.com because we've made a Google map of this episode. Because unlike some of our somewhat secret beaches, uh, some of these beaches are a bit better known, but some of them might not be as well known to people. And those uh, who are looking for words to traveling again might want to use some of our tips to plan their next beach holiday. Yeah. And I think on this one, we've used the word favorite beaches rather than best beaches for kind of a reason, right? Like there's various reasons that we might like these beaches for, for different reasons beyond just like soft ascent, right? Oh, absolutely. I'm sure what you think of as your favorite beach is different from what I think of as my favorite beach. And for those of you listening who don't know my background, uh, when I first moved here to Southeast Asia in 2001, uh, one of my first writing assignments was to update the beaches and islands chapters of Fodor's travel guidebooks. And uh, my family's lived in Hawaii for about 30 years. And my parents raised me, uh, dragging me and my sister around to different uh, tropical island beaches all over uh, the Western Hemisphere for most of my childhood. So so I have a specific thing in mind for what I believe is is my favorite beach. But but as a writer, I understand that other people are looking for other things and that what what one person thinks is the perfect beach is not necessarily the, the perfect one for another person. So I'm actually curious to see your list today as well. Yeah. And I haven't been to quite as many beaches as you, but I think we've got a pretty good list there. And just before we get into the episode, remember Trevor and I do this out of the goodness of our heart and love for travel. So there are expenses and we would love your financial support, which you can lend by going to patreon.com, searching Talk Travel Asia and sponsorship starts from as little as a dollar a month 
upwards and patrons get small little treats about every two weeks we'll post a little video from somewhere in the region a short message some fun travel stuff so if you sponsor the show you'll get those and we're going to give a quick shout out right now to three patrons corinne zollinger don and sharon coates who you probably guessed are my parents and threw some money our way and Lori larson in kuala lumpur so thank you so much corinne don sharon and Lori, for helping to keep the travel sharing happening so on this episode we're going to kind of move around country by country sharing some of our favorite beaches we've been to and there may even be a couple that we'd like to visit so trevor let's start uh, where i am right now in thailand what are some of your favorite beaches here yeah and that's a good way to put it some of my favorite beaches because thailand does have many spectacularly beautiful islands and, and so many nice beaches and uh, towards the end of the show i'd like to talk about some of my old favorites that i'd like to revisit now that i hear they're so quiet these days but i picked a few that uh, I have a particular fondness for, and uh, and we'll just leave it at that. So the first one I listed was Golden Buddha Beach on Kot Pratong, uh, which is in the northwest of the country, right near the, the border with Myanmar. Uh, have you made it to Kot Pratong yet, Scott? No, I think you mean in the uh, southwest of the country, right? Right along uh, oh, right, right. the land. It, it's the northwest yeah. coast. That's like the farther, farthest most sure, north sure. bit of coast. But yeah, of course, it's in the south of the Thai. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I haven't been there, but I've looked at it in the map and I'm threatening to get there in early 2021. It's not far from Khao Sok National Park. So if you're right inland on Khao Sok, you could kind of then head west towards the coast and quite easily over to Khao uh, Pratong. Yeah, and the island is quite large, but very undeveloped. And this Golden Buddha Beach, Khao uh, Pratong is uh, the legend of the Golden Buddha. There was a, a Golden Buddha image that was uh, believed to have been buried somewhere on the island by pirates. Uh, but this beach here has this beautiful golden sand. And it's relatively undeveloped. There's just like two resorts and it's like seven kilometers long or something like that. And and the beach is gorgeous. The water is crystal clear from its remote lo location. It's just spectacularly beautiful. And uh, there's few islands in Thailand that give me like a kind of Hawaii feeling of like some of the, the beautiful beaches that we have in Hawaii. Um, and, and Golden Buddha Beach is certainly one of them. I've heard that place has kind of a, a unique ecosystem and that they sort of have like an African savanna too. Along yeah, it. yeah, the island has every single ecosystem that exists elsewhere in Thailand, all on one island. It's a, a bird sanctuary. That Golden, Golden Buddha Beach is also a turtle sanctuary. They have people who, hmm. who watch for turtles that come and lay eggs on the beach uh, and count the populations. And yeah, it's very natural, very unspoiled, very beautiful. Um, the next one on my list is a little bit more developed, but but slightly off the beaten path. It's a hot quat or bottle beach on the north shore of Kalpangan, which is the beach that, that that's mm. the island that's famous for the full moon parties. But bottle beach is all the way up on the north shore, and uh, it's pretty much only accessible by boat. Although there was little trails that that led out there that you could hike out to, and I'm, I'm not sure if there's roads now, but uh, I think there might be a road now. Oh, yeah, with a four wheel four wheel drive truck or something like that, yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's not a very big beach. There's only four resorts on it. And it was always a favorite place for me to go and, and get away from it uh, with relative ease. It's been on my list for 21 years. Wow. Yeah. And there's only four resorts. What we used to do is get a resort, like a room at the one end up on the hillside with like nice air conditioning and a balcony with a view. And then we'd get a beachfront shack all the way at the other end uh, for like hammocks on the beach and, and all of our beach gear and stuff. And, and uh, they're so inexpensive you could afford to. That's a slick approach. Yeah, it was great. Uh, the next resort or the next beach on my list is uh, Lam Hat on Kot Yao Yai. 
Um, now this is just a little kind of, it's, it's kind of a pointy peninsula that changes based on the tide. And you can check this out or you may have seen it if you've watched the film, The Mechanic Resurrection with Jessica Alba and Jason Statham. Have you seen that film? I have not. Okay. I have not. So our, our friend Tom Waller, he was, uh, I, I don't know if he produced or directed the film, but he certainly selected that location and it's an outstanding job. So if you watch The Mechanic Resurrection uh, for the beach scenes at the beginning, uh, it's just gorgeous. This little white sand point that sticks out into the ocean, uh, like a sandbar. It's spectacular. Slick. And Kotyao Yai is sort of the lesser known of the two, because there's Kotyao Noi, which is also a very popular island, kind of between Krabi and Phuket. And strangely, I've never been there in 21 years either. Oh, you know what? Now that I think about it, it might be on Kotyao Noi. It's it's the point between the two islands, and it's the southern one, which I think you're right is Noi. I went there just a couple of years ago again, and uh, yeah, both of those islands are beautiful. Again, just because they're mostly undeveloped. There's the local fishing communities that live there, um, really interesting culture, really interesting wildlife. Um, and beautiful beaches. And what we will do is, of course, if you go to TalkTravelAsia.com, we'll have show notes and we'll have a link to a Google map. So all these beaches, you can see exactly where they are. Okay, I'm going to share three and two of them I've been to and one I'm just going to throw in because I've been wanting to go to. So the first is uh, Aoyai and Yai means uh, long or big and Ao is a bay. And this is on the island of Kopayam, which is also on the kind of northwest coast and the lower half, just maybe about 100 kilometers north of Kot Pratong that you mentioned. Mm. And I went to Kot Payam in April 2019. And I'm going to give the resort a shout out. A little simple place called Green Beach Hut. No yeah. air con, just fan. But the fact that you're just kind of along the beach, it's actually fine temperature-wise. Very simple. But they that beach, uh, it was, I think, six kilometers long or five and a half or six. Relatively flat. Great for long runs, which I like. And the particular place we stayed, they did incredible food. We once didn't even leave to eat for like three days. So that was a really nice spot if you want to be right on the beach and in a quiet place. Yeah. Another interesting thing about Kopayam, I was just ch chat I was chatting with my friend Mike in, in Bangkok and he was going down there to surf because Kopayam is almost the only place in Thailand. There's a few spots in Phuket, right? But uh, it, Kopayam is one of the only places you can surf in Thailand. Neat. And then my second one is a pretty, pretty well-known one, pretty standard one. But I always think if you if you want quick access to a nice soft beach, then Aupai on Kosamet is great. And Kosamet's reachable in about two and a half, three hours if you head south and east of Bangkok. It's actually Thailand's driest island, so there's a really great chance the weather's going to be good. There's no high rises there. And uh, I will also give a shout out to a specific resort, Samed Villa, run by an Austrian guy and his Thai wife. Not fancy, no swimming pool, but the beach is like icing sugar soft. It's quiet. That for me is just a great place to relax. And then I love running kind of beach to beach. But Alpai is at the bottom of a series of beaches there. That's a real nice relaxing place to stay. And then my third one is one that, God, 21 years again. It's called Kot Mak in Trat province, not so far from the Cambodian border near to Kot Chang. I've always heard incredible things about it, but it probably takes really eight hours door to door. Um, but that's pretty high on my list. And I'm only mentioning it because I've heard so many great reports. So those are my uh, three for Thailand. Where do you want to go to next, Trevor? Yeah, you know, just on that last one, I, I was going to add Kok Khud, which is the island right next to Kok Mak. And uh, so if Kok Mak is as beautiful as Kok Khud is, then that certainly is a place that you should go. Um, we could do Malaysia next. Uh, I was just sort of moving down the coast. When I first came to Southeast Asia in 1996, 
I uh, went down the coast of Thailand into Malaysia, and then I pretty much camped my way down the east coast of Malaysia, like camping on beaches and islands wherever I could. And uh, cool. so this could be a great story for uh, tantalizing travel tales for, but I went to Perhentian Basar, and the Perhentian Islands are off of the east coast of Malaysia, up towards the, the border with Thailand. And I went out there and I, I camped on a beach and I had to look on the, the Google Maps and I think it was Coral Bay. Gorgeous. And, and this big typhoon rolled in and my, my tent got flooded and the, the, the guy who owned the resort, his boat was getting dragged out to sea and we all had to go and save it in the middle of the night. And, and it was crazy, but, but gorgeous, spectacularly beautiful. And, and I know that you've been there more recently. So, so we'll talk about this when you, when you uh, mm-hmm. have your turn, but uh, yeah, the beaches of Perhension Basar and the scuba diving and snorkeling were spectacular. After that, I, I continued south down the coast, and uh, that's Terengganu province, and, and I believe the beach was called Tanjong Jara. Uh, so that's a bit south on the coast from the Perhension Islands. And I, I remember spending a day on the beach building a sandcastle. I spent all day building this like sandcastle city and swimming in this estuary. And then when I got back to, to the guest house where, where I was getting my food from, they thought I was crazy because they, they said there's crocodiles in that estuary. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if they were joking or if I dodged a bullet that day, but uh, beautiful beaches there along the east coast of Malaysia. And then the last one, uh, which I only just got a peek at, was Monkey Beach, which is in Penang National Park on the island of Penang, which is on the west coast okay. of Malaysia, all the way up north near the Thai border. Uh, Penang's famous for, for Georgetown, the city that's there, and, and the, the food and the culture of that island. But again, I was camping. So, so I spent a night in a guest house. This was the day of the, the opening ceremonies of the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta. And oh, wow. uh, yeah, because they shot, they lit it using a torch, like an arrow. She shot the arrow to light the torch. And that day I took a bus all the way out to the west side of the island. And then I got off the bus and then I hiked into the national park until I found this beach because I was scouting for a place that I could camp out at. And, and it was gorgeous. It, it, beautiful, beautiful beach. And, and I, didn't get a chance to camp there just because it seemed like it was going to be a bit of a mission to, to get out there and, and get back. And I was on my way to Sumatra. So uh, Monkey Beach there in Penang looks looked pretty nice. I had looked at that on a map when we were in Penang and I wanted to get there, but I just didn't have the time. I was with family and so forth. Okay. I will say my beach experience in Malaysia, despite living there, uh, is kind of minimal, but I've had a couple really nice experiences. The first one was Long Beach on Perhensial Kassil, which you mentioned. And I think I was there in 2014. Nice stay. We stayed at a place called Boo Boo Resort, which was pretty good value for money. And I remember that beach being nice and some of the others on that island. Um, I'll give a shout out to two very nice beaches on Langkawi, which is an island in the far northwest of Malaysia. So up on the northwest coast, there's one called Taluk Datai Beach. There's a few big resorts up there, some higher end ones. But that was a really nice beach. Spent a couple hours on it with my parents and my wife when I was going to inspect a hotel. So if you're looking for somewhere to stay, that's really nice. And then one of the nicer beaches I've ever seen, and we've used a photo of it, of my parents sitting on it, was on the northeast corner of Langkawi called Tanjung Ru Beach. And it was gorgeous. I mean, white sand, but you've got to bring your own chairs or rent some overpriced ones, but it looks exactly what you think a tropical Malaysian beach would look like. And it was really, really, really nice. And I'll throw in a fourth one here, just as a shout out for interesting experience. My wife and I went to Kuching, Malaysia, which is on the island of Borneo. And we went about 45 minutes north of the city. And you can stay right on the ocean in these kind of 
tree houses, but it's just like a bungalow up in a tree. And it was called Per My Rainforest Retreat. And you're just looking over the water. There was some great hiking in the jungle. And while the beach was small, um, it was just a really neat beach uh, experience as well. So I think we covered some good ground there yeah. in Malaysia. Thank Howie, like uh, I, I've always wanted to go to. And I don't know if you remember, Scott, a couple of years ago, someone invited us on a fam trip to Langkawi. They somehow contacted Talk Travel Asia and wanted us to talk about their resort and neither of us could go. I do kind of remember that. And it's a pretty big island, Langkawi. One other nice thing, if you drink, is that it's a duty-free island. So I was getting uh, pints of Guinness there for about two fifty or $3 US. So that's one other benefit of Langkawi if you're a drinker. Yeah, that whole west coast of Thailand and Malaysia is spectacular. And, and so Langkawi and uh, some of the islands in the south of Thailand look spectacular. So if we're going to do a dream beach travel destination list, uh, a lot of these are going to go on there for me. Sure. Okay. I see you want to go to Indonesia next. Yeah. Indonesia is tricky because like, I know that like some of the best beaches in the world are likely in Indonesia and I haven't explored the island extensively. Um, even that trip to Sumatra that I did in 1996, uh, you know, 96 and I was backpacking, I couldn't make it to Nias and uh, that, that has some of the world's best surf at least. Um, so these are simply just my favorite that I've been to in Indonesia. And I'm going to start out with uh, Gili Meno. And I don't, okay. I don't know the name of the beach, but it's where the Sea Turtle Sanctuary is on the south uh, east corner. And, and Meno is the middle of the three islands. There's three islands off the coast of Lombok. And, and Meno is in the middle, and it's the least developed. And that Turtle Sanctuary Beach is, is gorgeous. It's like, it, it's an idyllic honeymoon kind of destination. There's almost nothing to do there. There's really just these kind of simple bungalows, but it's postcard perfect, beautiful, and the water is spectacular hmm. and there's turtles and uh, it, it, it's, it's really great. I'm sure it's developed a lot. We were supposed to go for the Khmer New Year earlier this year. Um, but uh, the COVID crisis kind of killed that plan. So, so hopefully I'll get back to uh, Mano Island there and, uh, and see if it's still as beautiful as I thought it once was. Uh, next on my list is Bingen. <clears throat> Bingen is on the Phuket in the south of Bali, and it's a world-famous surf break. You know, the beach itself, and this is what's interesting, the beach itself isn't that spectacular. It's a narrow slice of sand at the base of this near vertical cliff, uh, and there's lots of rocks. It's not good for swimming. It's not great for sunbathing. Um, it's great for surfing. So that's why it's on my list of one of the most favorite beaches. And uh, at low tide, you can walk from Bingen down to Dreamland, um, which is a great place for me to body surf. Uh, there's not a lot of great body surfing beaches on the Phuket, but Dreamland Beach is, is one. And Dreamland has developed a lot. It gets lots of tour buses. Um, people will probably write me hate mail for adding it to my list. Um, but you know, for, for surf and for Bali and for the Phuket, like it, it's such a great place. Bingen is really special to me. You keep mentoring Phuket. What is Phuket? The Phuket is the, is the peninsula. It's the peninsula that sticks off of the South of, of Bali Island. So if you looked at a map, okay. it, Bali is like a big kind of blob. And then at the bottom, there's like a smaller blob and that's, the, that's the Phuket. And my third beach is just kind of the region it's the Ahmed coast. And and I know again, that there's probably much more spectacular versions of this on other islands elsewhere in Indonesia, but Ahmed, which is on the kind of the North shore, but out towards the, the Eastern point 
um, has this series of, of bays and it's all very arid and dry out there. But again, I, I like places that are remote. I like places that don't have a lot of tourists that, that have a kind of a natural feel. And these bays are, are incredibly beautiful. The, it's amazing snorkeling, good drift diving for people who are sort of beginner uh snorkelers provided you be careful with the currents there um, but there's some jet there's some shipwrecks out there including one uh, japanese shipwreck that you can snorkel around um, and then a famous world war ii uh, wreck that you can scuba dive uh, but just I, I for some reason i have a kind of nice attachment to, to that ahmed area for being just unique and, and its beauty sure hey those are some good recommendations and i have very limited experience in indonesia despite being to bali three times a couple of those were for work and i haven't actually seen any of bali's you know super famous beaches but uh, i did end up going to gili air which is one of those three gili islands that you mentioned off the northwest coast of lombok and it was quite nice i did a walk around the island one morning which was about 5k and there was plenty of good nice beaches there but one thing i found interesting about gili and beaches I've seen uh, on Bali is that a lot of them, when the tide goes out, it's all coral. So it's you've you've got to be sure uh, of that if you're expecting to be on a beach where you can just walk out into the water and swim all the time. But very very nice. I had a fantastic stay, actually one of the best at a resort, and it was called Quincy Villas, and it's on the west coast of Lombok. And I, I'm mentioning this resort because it's it's not super high end, but it was one of the best run hotels, and it's on Sangigi Beach. That was a nice little beach to walk on. So that was definitely one of my favorite beach experiences was the days we spent there. And then my final one, I've never been, but I'd really like to go uh, check out the beaches and islands around Komodo National Park. So uh, that's in the area, large area of Flores. Anytime I see those, looks incredible. You see pictures of bays with nice sand, crystal clear water, volcanic mountains. So I'd really like to sometime go explore, yeah, those islands around Komodo National Park and the beaches there. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned a few that you'd like to go and visit. And, and at, at, towards the end of this notes, like when I was making my list, there's some that I want to revisit. Like uh, like earlier when we were talking about Thailand, like I really like Koh Samui and Chowang Beach and Lamai mm -hmm. Beach. Like I think they've managed to keep those still really nice. The beach parts, you know, like the town is a little bit crazy. Right. But but the beaches are still beautiful. So when we get to Cambodia here, like I'm going to the beach next week. And, and I know, like, I've been going to the islands here for, for about 12 years now. So I've seen them develop a lot. And uh, I'm definitely going to go to Soksan Beach next week, uh, which is where the Royal Sands Resort is and the Soksan Beach Resort, where, where they filmed Survivor in Cambodia. Right. Um, but that beach is still spectacularly gorgeous, possibly the most beautiful beach in Cambodia. Although there's a few I haven't seen yet in Koh Kong on Koh Kong Island that looked like they could be as nice. Um, but Soksan Beach for sure is still going to be awesome. I'm also going to Sarasen Bay, which is on Korong San Lum. And I haven't been there mm -hmm. and I haven't been there in a couple of years. And I'm, I was worried about like all the development that's been going on down there on the islands. So that doesn't make it to my favorite beaches list yet because I need to go and revisit it and see how it's doing now that like tourism has slowed down a bit. You know, like you've been to PP Island, obviously, Scott, right? And uh, not in 15 years or something. Yeah. And, and they've closed off Maya Bay where they filmed the beach, right? Mm -hmm. And that should be on like the most beautiful or favorite beaches, except that it had become too crowded and too populated. So they, they closed it off and they, they put a little floating barrier to prevent boats from getting in there. And now it's spectacularly beautiful. The marine diversity has like increased that, you know, there's all sorts of like 
good advantages to, to stopping people from going there. So, so I'm hoping that uh, when I go to Saracen Bay in a few days, that uh, I'm impressed by the fact that uh, some lack of tourists has done something good to, to a beautiful place here in Cambodia. Otherwise, I, I really like there was a resort called the Alila Villas, which is on Kourouse, which is Bamboo Island. And they had a really mm-hmm. beautiful beach, but thanks to the lack of tourists, that beach resort has unfortunately closed down. So I don't oh, know. Really? Yeah, there are a lot of resorts have closed down because of the lack of tourists. And now we don't know when it'll return. Um, but again, maybe maybe that'll help keep that beach pristine and the, the ecosystem there on the island to, can recover a little bit from, from the impact of tourism. Um, and, and it'll be beautiful for a bit longer. Right. So most of the beaches in Cambodia are along that southwest coast in the Gulf of Thailand. And you recommended a resort called Long Set Resort. And I'm mentioning a lot of resorts because, you know, I kind of think, hey, if I had a good experience somewhere, why not? So on uh, Got Wrong, uh, which, sorry, there's two Korongs, right? Which one is the big one where I stayed? Yeah, that's Korong. And the other one's Korong Sanlo. San yeah. Okay, so on Quote Wrong, I stayed on what's called 4K Beach for five nights in December 2019. And it's a nice beach. It's maybe three quarters of a kilometer long or so, but pretty quiet. The other places on that beach seem to be like tenting places for, mm-hmm. for backpackers. But that was a, a real nice place. And then sticking to Korong, which is a very, very big island. And you've sort of mentioned this beach already, but we drove over to Royal Beach on Korong, uh, which is up on that sort of west coast along Soksan Beach. And I think all of those beaches, it just becomes one. is like eight kilometers long, and it's incredibly undeveloped. Um, that was, I mean, a really, really gorgeous, gorgeous beach. And then another one, I mean, if you've got tons of cash to, to spend, Songsa Private Island is just off of the East Coast. Now, their, their beach isn't incredible. It's small, and they've kind of, I think, added sand. But yeah, yeah if you sit there on that little beach looking over at Korong in, in your private suite and sitting on the sand, that was, that was pretty nice, too. But I would love to see some of these other islands in Cambodia you've mentioned. And it can be a little more work getting down to some of those beaches, but I, I think it's worth it. Yeah, and actually from the song style, like you mentioned, they have that tiny little beach, but you can borrow a stand-up paddleboard and you can paddle over to Korong. And the beach there is actually pretty nice. It's pretty beautiful as well. Yeah, I did that years ago. I paddled a kayak. It was maybe mm-hmm. a kilometer or so. And then I ran up and down the beach. Yeah. And there was just a couple huts that people like locals were living in and we kind of waved at each other. And I thought, boy, come back here in 20 years and this beach is going to be lined with hotels. But that was pretty neat. And I'd be curious what it looks like now. So speaking of resort areas that have developed quite a lot, um, while I haven't been to all of the beaches of Vietnam, considering what an amazingly long coast it has, um, the places that I have been to have developed uh, quite rapidly, it seems. So uh, about a year or so ago, I went to Fuqua Island uh, with my mom and dad. And uh, Fuqua is almost due south of Cambodia, um, but it's part of Vietnam. And uh, my mom and dad and I explored almost every beach on the island. We just spent our days driving around and walking from beach to beach and exploring beaches. And uh, these are the two that stood out as the nicest on the island. I don't know if they're the nicest in Vietnam, but they were pretty, pretty good. So one was Vung Bao Beach. It's up on the north coast, up on the, 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 the west side, and it's kind of far, kind of hard to get to. Um, but there's a really fancy resort there called the Fusion Resort, uh, which we like to go to for happy hour and sunset. But if you walked past the Fusion Resort, that, that beach stretched quite far. And there's a few small shady spots where you can set up a blanket and spend the day. Uh, so Vung Bao Beach there was, was really beautiful. And then the other beach we liked was Bai Kem uh, which I'm not sure I'm pronouncing correctly, but it was on the southeast tip 
there's a JW Marriott there. Uh, and there's another huge development that's going on on that beach. But right in between the Marriott and the development, there was a place called the Premier Residences. And they let us use their hammocks and paddle boards. And, and we had lunch and drinks there every night. Uh, so if you if you're going to Fuqua, uh, which is an interesting island because it's developing so quickly, uh, those two beaches were were really nice. Otherwise, the only beach I've been to in Vietnam that I liked was was Natrang, and hmm. uh, and the beach itself was okay. I mean, there's an Anantara there, and and the beach by the Anantara is kind of nice, and it's it's like black sand, but like the beach itself wasn't amazing. But I liked Natrang, the, the city. There was a lot of cool things to do. They had these thermal mud baths that were yeah, super cool, really fun. There's a Cham temple um, and the Cham were kind of the, the traditional adversaries of the Khmer at Angkor back in the day. So the Cham people that live there, they still dance at the Cham temple. It's really interesting. Uh, they had great seafood there. There was a cable car that went to an island where they had a water park. Uh, just and, and I saw a Dan Fraser out there when, uh, when I was <laughs> on that island. Yeah, we randomly were b- both on the island at the same time. So, uh, so Natrang was was a nice place. I'd like to go back there. Yeah, I went to Natrang about twenty five years ago as a backpacker and had some good fun there. I've seen pictures. It, it's really developed a, a ton. And Vietnam is also a place where I have little to no beach experience, but two places I'll mention. Um, one of them is, I'm going to butcher these names, but Bai Bien Dat Dok Beach on the island of Kondao. I've heard good reports of Kondao, pretty easy to get to, some really nice resorts and nice beaches on Kondao. And I have not been to the beaches just outside of Hoi An in 25 years as well. But what's neat there is you can have this kind of historical city experience, go I think like six kilometers, and you're at Bai Bien Kua Dai Beach just outside of Hoi An. I've heard those are pretty nice too. So I'd like to get back to that beach in Hoi An. I'd like to get to the beaches on uh, Kondao one day soon. And you put a little note in here for me, Sri Lanka. And I've only been to two beaches there. But I'll mention one, Weligama in the south. I mean, it's not the world's most beautiful beach. It's very flat. It's probably a kilometer and a half long. But I'm going to note it out because it's very good to learn surfing as the bottom is all sandy versus a lot of good surfing beaches being coral under there. And they're just small rolling waves. But my wife and I, I think we spent four nice days at Weligama and just went out and got on the big long boards and tried to learn to surf. So it was a nice calm beach to spend time but learn how to surf what about other areas so i mean we've got japan korea china all these other countries the philippines oh, i but, know uh, philippines i feel so bad to leave them off just because i haven't yeah and there's so many islands right we really we should almost we need a fam trip to the philippines just to do some research so that we can we uh, sure do <laughs> so any resorts out there listening who want to invite us to a Philippines beach resort. Uh, I'm definitely down for that. Otherwise, you know, like I plan to uh, do some more beach exploring as soon as I can. As soon as I get can get back to Thailand, I'm going to go revisit some of my favorite places. And uh, I have a friend who's living in Samui now. And so I was saying like, I've always loved Chowang and I went there for a month. Okay few years ago and just went and swam at Lamai every day and, and in the water there is still beautiful. There's a lot of places like Riley Riley Beach. You you got married down there in Riley a number of years ago, which was near there just at Anang. But I was on Riley in late July and it was it was fantastic. It was rainy season, but it was just so quiet there because of COVID, hardly anyone there. And yeah, it was great. We had four yeah. really nice days sitting on that beach, man. It used to be one of my favorite places like in the world, but then after a while just like too many people takes its toll and it sort of started to lose its luster for me. 
like Koh Tao as well. Koh Tao is just uh, north of Koh Samui and Koh Phangan. And that was one of mm-hmm. my favorite places in the world for many years. And then it just became too popular, too overdeveloped. But Koh Nang Yuan, which are these three little beautiful islands that are connected by little sandbars, which are spectacularly gorgeous. Again, like I just didn't Very want nice. Yeah. I just didn't want to go back anymore because there was too many people, but now, you know, like now I'd love to go. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's a lot of places like that around all the islands. So some that I've left off that were once my favorites. Uh, again, here I have a note for dream beach, which is on Nusa Lombongan, which is off of the mm-hmm. island of Bali. That used to be one of my favorite places. Last time I went, it was just overrun with day trippers. Uh, but again, now maybe it's, a little bit quiet again and, and worth visiting. And then, like I mentioned, Saracen Bay here on the islands uh, of Cambodia, which I will go and visit in two days. So uh, so stay cool. tuned for some updates for that. Yeah, well, for Patreons, uh, we've started to do some Patreon-only episodes, uh, some video recordings to share. We started a, a YouTube channel. So there's a Talk Travel Asia on YouTube. So I'll, I'll record some uh, footage down on the islands so that people can see uh, – how beautiful the beaches of Cambodia are. And uh, we'll do some of those, especially for Patreon supporters, um, just to kind of share the love for for them helping support our show. Yeah, cool. And a few uh, beaches that are on my list, I hope to kind of like January or February make it to Kot uh, Praton, which you mentioned. And then just north of there is Kot Ra, and yeah. then maybe go back to Kot Payam. So I'd like to hit those on the coast. And I'd really like to do, I've done a couple, but I'd really like to do a lot of beaches. You mentioned kind of near Malaysia and Satun and Trang province. Mm -hmm. Those look awesome. And then when you can fly, I'd really like to go to Okinawa, tropical Japanese experience, you know, hit some beaches down there. So those are pretty high on my list. So be sure to check out the show notes on TalkTravelAsia.com. We're going to have a link to Google Maps so you can see all the places that Trevor and I spoke about. And man, while sitting here in Bangkok, a city I love, you've made me really want to go to the beach. Thanks everyone for listening. And hopefully this provides a little tropical relief for you from the winter climate when this has been recorded here in November. Keep dreaming of travel. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. Thanks for joining us on Talk Travel Asia. We look forward to sharing with you again soon. Hey Scott, do you remember the time we walked on top of the wall at Angkor Thom in Cambodia?